And we're starting in three, two. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Was That in Good Taste? We break it, you buy it. What is it? I don't fucking know. Here's another riddle. Hey, James, what do Putin and Will Smith and Kanye all have in common right now? What do they have in common? They fucking hate one particular comedian, but like they're beefing with that guy super hard. (laughs) Who's Um, the guy? It's just any guy of their that's just comedian. So like Putin. Who's he beefing with? Comedian Zelensky. Smith. Who's he beefing with? Comedian Rock. Kanye. Who's he beefing with? Comedian Skeet. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm. If I'm going under the bridge, I fucking lost the riddle. You lost this fucking riddle. <laughs> this is was that in good taste. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chandler Phillips, and I'm James Beery. <laughs> and today we're talking about something that's super, super friggin' serious. So serial. It's seriously funny. It's seriously funny. What? What did comedians? Even like, what's their what's their deal? Okay, what's the what's the, what's the responsibility? What's the of comedians with comedy in real world situations? Zelensky's only doing this so that he can get a tight five when it's over. I mean, it, if comedy as its essence is a satire of authority, and Russia is an authoritarian regime then the truest satire of said authoritarianism is to go to war, but not go to war, but to passively win. You know what's the best satire? Is to beat someone at their own game. Continue. So satire is like to uh, to criticize authority using authoritarian rhetoric right or as an example like, okay I can as see an that. example yeah i'm hitler and i have a big old nose exactly sure do hate the jews <laughs> i'm satirizing hitler or like the only way for everyone to be equal is for no one to be equal or uh hey hey chandler give me your wallet <laughs> no seriously <laughs> give me your fucking wallet oh fuck <laughs> it's a joke right? <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry it's yes but it's so, a joke like um, <clears throat> we got a lot of beef with comedians lately and is uh, it warranted and that's the real question is it warranted but you know what's a bigger, most important, biggest question ever? How do you follow, like, and subscribe to this channel on a regular basis? Oh, well, since you asked, <laughs> that'd be easy. You could just go to anchor.fm forward slash was that in good taste. Do you know why? Why? Because from what from anchor.fm forward slash was that in good taste, there are links. You click the little thing, and you can go to iTunes from there. You can go to Spotify from there. 
you can go to Pocket Cast from there. There's like an RSS link if you want to like copy it and put it into the like paid fucking podcast thing that you pay for. That'd be pretty hot. That's what I do. That'd be pretty fucked. That's what hot. that's what Downcatcher is and Dogcatcher. Ooh, yeah. You take the RSS link, put it in. Bam. Mm, oh, you're really bubbling your love for That's actually what really fucking weird. Sorry. <laughs> is it because it was the left one? <laughs> I think it. If it was the right one, I maybe. know. I'm right is a little less sensitive, especially the far right. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're really less sensitive and. I think one thing that's super awesome is if you go especially on iTunes and leave a comic one or five stars, whichever makes you happy, nothing in between. I'm kidding. Only four to five stars. And we'll reply to your feedback. We'll let you know what's going on. Because this week we're talking shit that's probably going to piss you off. Because what is the responsibility of comedians? We're serving up hot takes like thought cakes. Tell me, Chandler. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. What's the response? Oh, I actually almost forgot that what? we also do another podcast this next coming Monday behind the bar. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, Hendrix's new release of Neptunia Lunar. Or no, not Lunar. Boom. It's It tastes the fuck. It, it's in your. <sighs> fuck. Yeah. It's in your brain like Lunar. All right. We got some hot fucking opinions about this new Hendrix release called Neptunia. Uh, tune in to behind the bar where you can get all of my disgruntlement out and just fucking how drunk are you Chandler uh huh <laughs> I'd say about an eight yeah out of seven and that's what's gonna be happening with this um <laughs> so what is the responsibility of comedians right this and is the responsibility it... of comedians fuck you pay me did anything happen <laughs> in the last few days to <laughs> to just make you go, yeah, I wonder hmm. if this should happen or not. Hmm. Well, I think maybe the intro music to this fucking episode ought to be uh, indicative. Which, by the way, to be fair, to be fair, to be um, fair, I'm sorry, TikTok person who made this song. Whoever I heard the audio from, they didn't have you as the person, so I don't know who made it. But I will find out, and it will be in the show notes, because I want you to have your, your due. We're for, trying to get shouts out. It's just you know. we're doing the best we can, man. Um, <laughs> So uh, something happened to Oscars. Uh, you know, ever since the Oscars so white two years ago, it's been up in the air. Lots of things been going on. The Oscars had its lower lowest ratings since last year. Uh, <laughs> or good. Uh, like last year, the ratings were terrible, and uh, this year. Was I mean, up, it's not a good show. Well, it was up twenty five percent. The year. Super Bowl is more entertaining than the Oscars, and that's a fucking statement. I I guess. So here's the thing: is that um. If the straight people enjoy entertaining things more than the gays. Because, like, the Oscars is the Super Bowl for the gays, from what I've heard. Yes. So my friend, uh, we were talking about earlier, who's in L.A. The Super Bowl's getting better ratings. My friend is in L.A., and we're, we're, we were texting earlier. And you, you know who they are. I don't want to say their name because they're not here. Word. And when we first, like, hung out again after not seeing each other for a year, uh, 
what we it was on Oscar Day. We went to like a bar, and you're right, because there was lots of finger snapping. <laughs> it was, and I liked it. I'm not saying that was wrong. Like, I, it it really uh, had an impact. I'm just saying uh-huh. there was lots of. Mm, 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 I cannot, but woof! Look who you know. It's, it was real fun. Um, but this year in the Oscars, something more interesting happened. Something not so snatch happened. Now I have it. Wait, am I using that right? <laughs> I have it right here. Oh, you have it. Is it one of these random buttons that it you is. may or may not press? It's the red one. You oh. know what it is? The big red button. Are you ready for this? This is what happened at the Oscars at around 1045. Are you ready? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for the one of you. I think uh, Will Smith got this last year. My name out your fucking mouth. Oh, Fuck! I forgot that was when when Chris Rock won the wannabe award at the the Nick the Nick Awards. Ah, oh, damn! Oh, that's not it. Ah, oh, fuck! Oh. Wait, at the at the Nickelodeon? Yeah, like Kids Choice Awards? <laughs> yeah, he won the wannabe award. Ah, oh, god damn it! I that's not the that's not the right one at all. Damn. Wait, did Will actually yell "Keep my name out your motherfucking mouth"? Because I'm gonna be honest, in this yes. distorted fucking reality, I'll believe it. Yes. I'm buying. No, no, no. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is this is the smack that was heard across the world that everybody's been talking about. Okay. Come on, man. What the hell is your problem, buddy? Right. Oh fuck! I did it wrong again. Oh, that's the time Wait. that Will Smith smacked the reporter in the face for touching him. God, oh, damn. That's not that's not what happened. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I got it. I got it here. I got it. I got it. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. That's... Oh, oh. Oh. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. Mm. Mm. So in the Oscars, Chris Rock told a joke about Jada Pickett Smith's uh about Jada Pickett Smith. Fun he had just told a joke about somebody being a seat filler. No, Amy Schumer told that joke or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he played off of that joke. Everybody's joking around. He makes this wild, he makes this wild, lame Oscar TV joke. Will Smith gets up and smacks the shit out of him, adjusts his suit, sits down. The show continues, and then he continues on to win the actor of the year. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a lot of discourse about <laughs> whether or not he's like Will wrong. Is it is it your team I, Will or you team, team Rock? Our team Rock. Yeah. And and before we even get into it, are you team Will or are you team Rock? I'm a keep team rock. Like I'm I'm sorry. Like 
I I don't care how like okay there's some discourse on whether or not Chris Rock's joke may have been uh, offensive or crossed oh, the line. Now why? Because we haven't talked about it yet because yeah. the joke so in GI Jane um Demi Moore Demi Moore had to shave her hair to play the part and uh 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 Jada Pickett Smith has been suffering with alopecia which is an autoimmune uh disease that makes your body think that your hair is not part of your body so you will go thinning you'll lose hair and it's often a precursor for a more serious conditions actually which is why it's 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 not just like a it's thing it's not just female pattern baldness yes. um well, I mean, it's also, an, it's not just your hair's falling out. Your body thinks that it's not part of you. Uh, so that's kind of like the thing. It's like, ah, it's edgy because he was talking about her and she's, uh, you know, her hair's falling out. What do you think, Chandler? All right. All right. Well, Jada didn't smack Chris Rock. So, first of all, all this fucking looks like is Will Smith's insecurity and toxic masculinity manifesting into him having to defend his woman or, but even like that, it seems like it's What was your original take? My original take? What the fuck is he doing? Okay. So now there's a thing. Yeah. That I don't think you understand. There's something that I think is missing. Well, okay. Look, if you're gonna say if you're gonna if you're gonna say that like there's the unwritten principle that you don't talk about a black woman's hair cause, cause I know that's that's a thing in general. I well, that's a thing, yes, but there's something that's everybody's missing. What are the two things that everyone on the earth is missing? What are the two things that everyone else is missing? One, Chris Rock's that joke wasn't funny. It makes sense that yeah. maybe if somebody was upset about it, I, 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 I don't think that I'm not team anything because you shouldn't get up and smack someone. It's not fun or fair. But people are really missing the second thing, which is really important. What's the second thing? These people aren't strangers. Mm. Now, they all I, know I, each other. I saved this Ooh, because this... I, didn't, I didn't really want to talk to you about it. I didn't want to even mention it off mic because these people aren't people who've never interacted. These people... Wait, no, okay, wait. Yo, uh, these yes. people are actively associates who work together, who've communicated. Mm-hmm. They have each other's phone numbers. Yep. People are like, oh, well, there's two people are like, uh, this is a random person. They're like, ah, if he did it, Betty White would fall over and die. Or, which is a, a real, that somebody actually said that. They were like, I can't do, oh, well, he would have did that to Betty White. Well, Betty White wouldn't have done that. So there what, you go. What? And also, he wouldn't have hit Betty White. And then. Wait, are you meaning to say that Will Smith and, and Chris Rock have a previous relationship? Yes. Oh, see, I'm going to go the next level. Chris Rock and Jada Pickett Smith no, have they a previous relationship. All of these was, people know each other. This for was like, the fucking hot take that I had that got. Mm-hmm. 
um, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, I'm here for it. I was like, okay, all right. If you're at the Oscars, first of all, you're part of an elite group of people who get to talk shit about each other. So fuck off if you get offended. Like, you're there because you made it. So fucking pull your finger out of your ass for a night and have a good time. Like, mm, But I have to interject real quick because if you're fucking, I don't know, let's say you're Timothy Chalamet and you don't know Chris Rock, you've not interacted or whatever, and like he's like, then fucking Chris Rock shouts you out in I'm a not, fucking monologue. I'm not monologue. saying that you should get you... up and hit the person, but if you're a stranger and somebody is real offensive towards you, guess what you don't do? You don't get up and hit them. You don't fucking get up and hit the person who's presenting. But the knowing the person kind of matters because if you were in a club and you you go to you're like ah oh, you probably have a wig on. I don't know. That might make them upset, but it won't. I don't know. They they shouldn't get up and hit you. I'm not saying that you knowing the person should make them want to get up and hit you, but Jim Carrey said something very interesting. He went out and he was like, everybody's like, Jim Carrey has an awesome hot take about this. Jim Carrey's opinion's correct. And Jim Carrey said that this is absolutely disgusting. He said, and I quote, he said that this shows us that we're not the cool we're not the cool club anymore. That people can just get up and do this. And the cool club, cool kid club part is the the part that like really hit me in the face. Is it because he spelled because, it with all K's? I know, right? The people there know each other. Chris Rock and Will Smith aren't absolute strangers. The interpersonal relationships between these people... Chris Rock and Jada Pickett-Smith were both on Madagascar. Yes. Madagascar 2, Madagascar 3. Mm, yeah, I remember. Mad- oh, wait, They no. record those things. You don't have to be in the room. No, but Jada wasn't on Madagascar yeah. 4. But you don't have to You don't have to record. I mean, you don't, but there was still someone... The people know each other. They all have Everyone previous interactions. Everyone knows each other. It's not like this is just some... Mm. Okay, but then there's on. something else that you're not that everybody's missing. Mm-hmm. Especially... Especially you, Chandler. What am I missing? You know what you're forgetting? Hmm. There's a tenet. There's a tenet in this world that you forget. Stay the fuck out of black people business. Stay the fuck out of black people business. You stay the fuck out of black people business. Motherfuckers is all up in people's business. It ain't their business. Did Chris Rock smack you? Did Will Smith smack you? Hmm? Did anybody hit you or talk yeah. about you? No, but see, that's why I made the episode theme about comedians. No, no, but uh, this and, is like the beginning. No, but see, but see, I I did the smart white people thing, <laughs> and I disguised it as a general topic, mm-hmm. and I said, no, 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 which, no. by the way, I really liked because this is no <laughs> joke. I like that because this is really the the catalyst for the larger conversation, right? Because this is the thing that is make inspiring us to have the conversation. But that is something that's so weird, but doesn't really kind of matter to you and me because it's people who are out of our socioeconomic uh, status, out of our club. It's people who are just, they live in an entire different existence than us. 
But they also, did it on a performative stage. But they're also people who know each other and have pre-existing relationships and have conversations about each other. And yes, it happened on like a stage, but the conversation about comedy and about, uh, oh, he went up and smacks a comedian. It's like, oh, how did he go up and smack a comedian? Will Smith did not get up and smack a fucking comedian. He got up and smacked some fucking dude who he's known for 40 years because he felt some kind of way, which is not good. You still shouldn't do that. But it actually doesn't have anything to do with the joke. The only thing it has to do is that the joke ain't funny. Mm. And that's the... I don't think that the joke was funny. No, no. I disagree. I disagree. Disagree full-heartedly in the fact that he went back to his seat and said, keep my wife's name out your mouth. That part, that part alone made it beyond the joke. No, no. I mean, I mean yes, but. That, that but, but part the, but, signified that it wasn't the joke that hurt him. It was his insecurity in his relationship. I mean, I mean that'd be fair. I don't think it's fair or comfortable to say it has anything to do with his insecurity. Because that's the you no no because okay, you're, you're projecting you know, no you're projecting onto again people who have a pre existing relationship you don't fucking know literally these people know each other like you have no idea. Here's the only other time I have heard someone say the words "keep my blank out your mouth" is with their own insecurity either if it's. Keep my name out your mouth, they're insecure in their self. Keep my girl's I mean, name out your mouth, they're insecure in their relationship. There's a Keep thing, my family's name out your mouth. There's a thing they that probably I've seen have a problematic relationship. A lot of articles with their I've, family. I've seen a lot of articles about, which is like, you know, people like, oh, Will Smith's uh, apology was like, you know, he, he then then after he smacked me, he got up there and then he spoke about like all this pressure and he was like fucking trying to distract from blah blah blah. The, the reality he was is trying that to distract to distract from the talks that Ukraine and Russia were having, of course, obviously, peace negotiations. <laughs> See the discontent between comedian and social icon. That the discontent there was only to be the reciprocal of the coming togetherness of a comedian and social icon that is. Zelensky and Vladimir Putin. It's it's all on a and on transactional. Everything balances out on a universal basis. It's Aries season. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> what the fuck was I even saying? You fucking threw me off my fucking loop. I was saying, uh huh, that yeah. Let me see if I can. Let's see if I can pick up the pieces. Try to pick up that train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> These people, I don't think it's particularly insecurity. I'm not saying that it's not, but you people say, "Ah, oh, look, he was laughing." There was like a joke before, and like the joke wasn't also was also not funny, but like you're in the front, your job is to laugh. Jada Pickett Smith also kind of had like a big smile going on when Chris Rock was making his joke. And then like quickly well, yeah, it faded. No camera two is on them. Yeah, that that's why you laugh. That's, that's why you yeah. 
Now, here's the thing, right? Is that people were like, God, J.D. Pickett Smith said like a week ago, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about my hair. But she's come out and spoke very blatantly about her feelings and her struggles with alopecia, right? But, but these are all personal things. And so, like, this person that, like, they know says these things, and Will Smith gets up and smacks him before, even if he wouldn't have cursed him out and been like, get my wife's name out your mouth, it shows that they, it has, they have just a relationship. These people exist personally, socially, politically, financially in a different world. That like any conversation about it being having to do with a comedian doesn't matter, which is why I think it is important with this conversation because Andrew Saltz and and Joe Rogan and everybody's talking, talking, talking about this. Like ah, I can't believe he's a telling a joke. He's a telling a joke, and they're like ah, well Will Smith's already upset because this upset him. It has nothing to do with the joke. Nothing had to do with that to begin with. This is not strangers. These are friends and associates who've known each other for decades. Yeah, but and that's assuming that everyone watching that but, knows that. But it isn't. But we're not having that conversation. We're going to be having the nuanced conversation about comedy. And so jerking off gesture. We know that and we know it so it matters to us having the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because people are like, "Oh, well, comedy." But I do think if the joke had been funny, but there's also another thing when people forget, which is, I know it's Chris Rock. And I know that he worked with people, but it doesn't mean that he wrote the joke. So there's a big possibility that Will Smith got up <laughs> and smacked him in the face. Over a joke he didn't even <laughs> fucking write? that he didn't even fucking write. Hmm. Or, or he was just riffing off the cuff and he was like, hey, I know Jada. We're cool. I'm gonna make this joke, and and obviously she didn't like it. But because they have personal personal experience with each other and they have pre existing relationships, the we exist parasocially with them, so we feel like we kind of understand and know them, but we don't. But they know each other, so when it comes to that, it has nothing to do with anything. No comedy, nothing. Now, but here's the real thing: is like. Let's take all that context away, right? Let's take the context away. What is the responsibility of Chris Rock if he knew? Should he was the responsibility for him to not make a joke? And if he didn't know, is it his is is it his responsibility to go on Google before and like Google all the people that are going to be there that he doesn't quite know to like get the context of the jokes that they make? But also, do you have to be a dick? All right. Here's here's where I weigh in. I'm done. I'm sorry. Okay. I've just been dealing with a lot of people, white people, saying shit, and they're, like, personalizing personalizing it between, like, like they have a personal thing between them and, the and, and like, Will and Jada and Chris, mm. not understanding that they exist in their own relationship as individuals. Mm. And you don't know them. You yeah, know what nah. I mean? And so, in that way, it exists in the realm of... It stays in that way when it comes to talking about that a little bit. Because those people don't fucking exist in your world. Yeah. But 
But as you were going to say, I'm sorry. I just need to make sure that was clear. No, I, that's that's clear. Ultimately, my opinion comes down to: Did Chris Rock need to make that joke? No. Does any comedian need to make a riff joke in any given moment? They don't need to make it, but sometimes, yes, they need to make a joke and whatever just comes to them at at that time. All right. All right. How how am I going to break down? Because, like, I had my outline to this completely different. Um Ah, cause I I threw you I threw a curveball at you. you a I didn't curve. see the document, so I didn't get a chance to put my I didn't see it, so I couldn't find it, so I didn't put my thoughts in it. So here's here's where I'm gonna come at it philosophically. All right, did Chris Rock need to make just kind of like a random ass jab at Jada Pinkett Smith for uh for for female onset alopecia? No. That wasn't a necessary joke. Tay Westman did to get put his hands on him, but did, obviously no. But obviously, nah. You you sit in your fucking seat and you wait. Like, all right. So the first thing I have the problem with it is, I'm. I, I wrote these in bullets points, so I'm not gonna say that freedom of speech is under attack. This is a, this is not the stance I'm taking. It's not like, oh, if if we could just punch anyone who's saying what they think, then where are we gonna be as Americans? We need to make sure again that we make in the context that this is without any context between any of the people involved. It could be anyone doing this. Exactly. But what I am going to say that what happened was a a breach of contract between audience members and comedic performers and that these that this breach of contract was uh in not in good taste and so i think it's kind of uh it might be a problematic take to say that this breach of contract and uh, in that uh, a comedian can say what they say, you as the audience will listen to what they say, and if you have problem with it, then you then you express your problem with it after the performance. Like that, that's kind of I guess part of the unwritten contract is like being a heckler is not good. In general, like you're not supposed to heckle a comedy performance, and but that, that's just that's just no, the no, rules. that's why that's why I wanted to go from like a jumping off point of this is like a, just like an example because in this instance everybody is a performer, right? At the Oscars, you're a performer. Yeah, everyone's a performer. You're a performer when you're called for your time, not even if you're perform. sitting there. Because the camera's going to go on you. If camera, Because yeah. there's other seats, but those are never on camera. They're not performers. Right. Any of the famous people, you're there. You're doing a performance. You're performing. Yeah. But there is a contract between the comedian and the audience. And people, uh, this is the thing about, like, Louis C.K. and stuff. I think it's very interesting. People are like, ah, oh, well, you know, what if, I don't know. What is he going to do? Get on stage and say, like, 
Yeah, I should have fucking jerked off in her face or some shit. I don't know, some kind of weirdness. Here, the reality is, when you pay for a ticket, there is a contract between you and the performer, or whoever's putting on the performance, that you will be safe. You will be safe. That's so that anybody will... Will, who's like, ah, but I'm not conscious. What if you pay the ticket and they hit you in the head with a fucking mic stand like Roddy Racky did? Obviously, no, you have to be safe. That's number one. Yeah. You're there, you're safe, you're entertained, and that's kind of just it. And if you're not entertained, that's subject to personal opinion. And that those are the two prerequisites to really any any performance, any comedy performance especially. And I'd say the second prereq that you're entertained is a higher priority in uh, comedy than it is in, say, other performative art forms. How so? In that in certain other performative arts, the message may take a higher priority or may take uh, a greater weight than the entertainment value of it the engagement value if so my argument is that the number one priority of a comedian regardless of whether they're the best comedian the start the like just just open mics like just start you know me level comedians um <laughs> the goal is to is to induce a visceral reaction of laughter. It's not a fucking drama, bro. It's to make people laugh. Yeah. And there's definitely, I think... At the end of the... You're just trying to make people laugh. And but also, there laughter is, itself is a visceral reaction. But, but also, Matt, there's like... Here, here's the problem. is because, like, we've always admitted and made jokes. It's like a... The way to elicit the most uncomfortable and quick reaction is to say something bigoted and wild, which is why people who aren't that funny, the first thing they do is they they drop an N-bomb or they make a, a racial comparison because it's easier that way and it elicits a visceral reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at is there a responsibility of the comedian when they're on stage to not cross certain lines. What are the lines? That's uh, for the conversation, but... But the lines are... It's... Let's say you go... Wait. I'd say it's not the responsibility of the comedian, but it is the... uh, Tenure? Is that the right word? No, it's... It would be the... So it's all context, right? Yeah. Because, like, if you go to someone who, you know, heckles the crowd a little bit, and there's, like, a little... There's context, pre-existing context for this is what they do. Like a Ricky Gervais type. Like, if you're a fan of Richie... If you're a fan of Ricky Gervais and you're in the front row, you know what you're doing. Exactly. But, again, at the root... Of every comedy show, the goal is to create this visceral reaction of laughter. And 
I would argue that everything, all the verbiage, all the way you decorate what you're saying to get people to laugh is just a form of branding or marketing or it's like, it's as a comedian, you make money when people are entertained, you make money, you survive when people laugh, right? So you will do what you think will cause people to laugh. So I guess the question, which is, I guess I don't really feel this, but this is, would be the question is, at what cost? And now, of course, there are examples, right? Because uh, obviously if somebody comes up and, I don't know, let's say you're a, a trans woman, but you don't pass. You don't have to pass. But let's say you don't. You're in the front row and they're like, hey, this guy here. And they're like, hey, I'm a, I'm a woman. And they're like, and then the, 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 the comedian cracks a few jokes. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize you're a woman, right? It's like, ah, that's edgy and pushing the boundaries. But imagine the same situation and the person's like, ah, you're a fucking tranny, fucking trans person. You're a fucking crazy person. Well, you That's... see, it's left. It's less prop. Oh, I'm drunk and I can't say words. <laughs> it is less profitable as a comedian to be discriminatory. But it's not. Because that... The, the half of the country that voted for Trump shows you that. The the amount of people who support people who, who the Dave Rubens, the Ben Shapiros, the Stephen Crowders shows you that. And Stephen Crowder Mm-mm. claims himself. He no, considers himself to be a comedian. But here's the thing. You're going to say, like, because these people have shown the, that this comedy can still see, it is still less profitable than being mainstream marketable. The, the most mainstream news station is uh, con- is uh, Fox News and Tucker Carlson. I, I disagree with that. I think that But it, if you can appeal cuz you're but from, if you can appeal to the same people who like Tucker Carlson by saying, "Hey, isn't peanut butter and jelly wild?" You can appeal to that basic ass audience I mean, who doesn't that's, need it. That's to like be Jeff edgy. Dunham. Like there are comedians that fall into that, yeah, but most don't. And then you can also say, "Hey, you know, lesbians are cool." Like that's you can stay so middle of the road to I, where it's. Still but I don't think profitable. most centrists are like that. I, I don't think I don't really believe that, and it's not because I'm like anti. Because I I love me some fucking edgy fucking comedy, but there's uh there's a line, and the line is kind of arbitrary. But I think the line... Well, it's and cro- it's always fluctuating. I mean, the base... I think we're getting to a point where we kind of understand what, what it is, which is... If, well, it, I, I don't want to say it's always fluctuating and like, oh, man, we don't know where this baseline... It's it's a constant progression. No, no, yeah, of course. But I feel like, like now we're getting into like an understanding of like... Basic if, human rights? Like, you know, <laughs> at a minimum... Like we're starting to understand that you know we should respect people as people, <laughs> and and that's why this conversation I think is like wild and weird because it can quickly divulge into like it, it's just a joke, bro. It's just a joke, and it's like I get that it's a joke, and I love jokes, and sometimes I make jokes where I'm like, ah, some of the queer and trans people that I know wouldn't like hearing me tell this joke, but I don't think there's anything wrong with me telling that joke because it's not inherently 
bad, targeted, bigoted, or anything bad towards them. But there's definitely um, how you would say, uh, like, you know, I'm a very, I'm, I consider myself a progressive, and there are things that I say out, I, I critique myself, right? But then I wonder to myself, I was like, ah, am I only critiquing this so much because it's like comedy and it's meant to be funny and this can have like a verbal impact on people? But also, like, nah, there's a difference between like being like, whoa, man, I don't know, I like, tra- I, I don't know, something weird. Lesbians are cool, like you said, lesbians are cool, but like trans people, ick. There's definitely, there's definitely a fucking difference. There's definitely a fucking difference, and the the thing is like, why are we? Because we don't talk about this with really fiction, right? We don't talk about this with like TV. Like I watch wrestling. We don't talk about it with wrestling, right? Why are we so fucking critical of comedy, mm-hmm. right? And it's because comedy is like wrestling. You go in the ring, <laughs> right? And people go, ha ha, look at the people. They're flipping and shit, right? But then somebody flips and breaks their fucking neck. And it's like, oh, actually, it's real. That's literally fucking comedy. People get on stage and they're that, like... <laughs> wait, no, but fuck. All right, I wrote it in my notes differently, but goddamn, you summed it up great. It's like you have these people who go out and they're like, ha-ha, laugh at the clown and the court jester. And then they say something real and you're like, oh, shit, wait, no, but it's real. But also, how real is it? How real is it? You know, because how, how, how... Like, I'll listen to Bo Burnham, but how badly do I really want to kill myself? <laughs> he actually has a song about this from inside. Right. And I wanted to play it, but uh, it's, it's just, you know, I, I just didn't want to do that because I, I want the video to stay up on Facebook. Um, <laughs> uh, which, of course, you can listen to this podcast if you go to Facebook.com for says what's any good taste. The podcast is on the page. Anchor.fm. Um, I feel like... <laughs> that's definitely so funny because it's like uh comedians i think feel because they're people oh, wow and they feel a lot of pressure and this is the problem they feel a lot of pressure because things happen in the world and they really like you said they want to get up there and they want to make their fucking money and they enjoy making people laugh and they want to do that right but also when you have a voice then suddenly you have responsibility Right. And that's... so like, where's the, where's the, here are the questions that I had in the outline that you could check out in the show notes is at what point do you become, do you go from a fucking, a busker, like just someone who's on the street trying to just fucking make people laugh to just be like, Hey, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to entertain you. Give me money. To where did you get to an actual arbiter of social opinion? I mean, I think that's easy. The minute that one person is directly, like, uh, once you're aware that a person is directly influenced by the work that you do. I say that you're aware of because we affect people all the time. But what if you think that they're aware of your influence, but they still, like, you want to believe in your heart that they think... Like, they know you're being satirical. I mean, that's because why the, you... Because you, you'll start with, like, one person who follows your public... Or who follows your opinion. And then you'll get, like, a hundred people. And, right. like, maybe four Here's of the them question, are just 
fucking off base. It's a question, right? Uh, Joe Rogan is not my enemy. One of the things I like about Joe Rogan is I think he's very good at doing interviews. And uh, when we first started this podcast, I was like, oh, I don't understand why people are so negative about him. I think he's super fun and super funny. And now I'm like, I, I can't listen to him. I don't subscribe to him or anything like that because his views don't reflect mine. But here's the thing. Joe Rogan, I I will say honestly, earnestly, I think he's a good person. I think he means to means well. Yeah. Um, but you know, unfortunately the things he says, his opinions do harm. Yeah. How much of that responsibility is his? All of it, because we don't exist in vacuums. Mm-hmm. We we are responsible for our opinions and our views and how we view other people. And so if you did something bad and then you feel bad about it and people like know about it and then they judge you, but then they like, then like they're shitty. But like, I don't know if you keep saying things that are terrible and problematic, uh, like, like literally harm people, you have some responsibility, especially when people tell you. Cause like, I, I think, I, okay. So I think that's, I think that's the line is when someone is when you get feedback from a trusted advisor and whether or not it's, it's um, timely, I guess. But like, I, I think that's what I had with, that's the problem I had with trying to take team Smith side was it, the feedback wasn't constructive and it wasn't timely. I mean, why didn't he just fucking wait until it was over? And then like after at an after party, it was like, yo, this was like really shitty. Like, he could have even dragged his ass on Twitter in real yeah. time, but just done it in Twitter. There's a, I know why though. I know why he didn't. This, this is them existing in the their bubble. He thought it was it, you do things and you are a movie star. And you're in movies so much that you believe things are kind of like a movie. He got up. Think about this. He got up during a live broadcast on TV. Went up, gave him a nice good old slap. Some people were like I don't think it's real because I think that he gave him a stage slap. Not on, not one that didn't hurt. But he didn't give him a slap like he was trying to break his face. No. He, he gave him a nice slap that was meant to produce sound. And do I think this is intentional? No. No, he, g- give, he gave him a disciplinary yes, slap. He gave him a slap. Not a, a, I'm hurting you slap. Yes. In a, hey, I need you to settle down. Like, he gave the type of slap that, like, a grandma would give It's like, like to, listen. like... It's literally. I want you. Like, I know, hey, I grew up in a different time where people still assault children, but I'm not going to hurt you because I still love you. I, listen, listen closely. Listen, listen closely to this. Listen, listen, listen. Come on, man. What the hell is your problem, buddy? Right. Did you hear that little? Come on, man. What the hell is your problem, buddy? That, that's a smack. Yeah. <laughs> These people are so famous and so ridiculous and do media so much. That Will Smith got up in the middle of a broadcast, walked up, gave a smack he with emotion. But not the way that I would do if I was mad at someone that much that I would do that during that thing. Because I'd punch him in the face. He smacked them, turned around, adjusted his suit, 
well, that's walked why I... over and he sat down because I don't think I I don't think Wolfman's a bad guy. I think that and, and all that the and, and I mentioned like his like speech later is one thing that made me think that I think that be the fuck out of black people been because he was up there talking about like the weight and like the struggle and like I I I, I think I understand that it wasn't it was an accumulation of things, but, but these people are in movies so much and act like movies so much and shit that I think that internally, in the back of his his like his the lizard brain, wait, he knew that, he's a reptilian. He knew that he could do it. Oh yeah, he knew that he could do it and do it, and it would be entertaining. He wasn't trying to be entertaining, but he knew it would. Yeah, he could. Because that's what he fucking does for a living. Yeah. And it's his, literally who he is as a person. I still think... How could... You can't even communicate... You can't even comprehend... I think... But uh, I'll still go up and say it was it was badass until he got... It was kind of badass. It was badass until he got back to his seat and said, keep my wife's name out your mouth. No then lie, it, though. But his lip was trembling. He was... He, then he started turning into a little bit of. He was sad. He was sad. He was he struggling. He was feeling. having a hard time. He should have just kept it together. Just leave it at the slap. No, I think. I, I think. Honestly, I think the part that <laughs> I read somewhere on Black Twitter that like Chris Rock is the cousin that like nobody really likes, and like so during the commercial break after Will Smith matches out of Chris Rock, Denzel Washington and Taylor Perry came over and comforted Will Smith. <laughs> you know <laughs> that shit that's why I say that like you know using it as like a, a board to like do like a broader conversation makes sense but like relating it to real life doesn't because these people are not fucking strangers these people no are like no but okay I'm not saying I would slap you but if we had a fucking thing and I slapped you and I was like fucking upset. I mean, it'd be I, really fucking out of character. I would really hope that you would forgive me for like doing that. And I feel like we would have to have we have pre existing relationship. You know what I mean? So like I think the weirdest part, if you were to actually slap me, is more like just you making physical contact <laughs> with another person. I'll hold your hand. It's Aww. okay. But, uh, no, but you're getting too... Yeah, see, you fucking wiped your hand just... <laughs> You'd, like, slap me and be like, okay, sanitizer. All right, I, this is way too close to his mouth. It's... I feel like, I don't know. I think that comedy is important and that, like, we need to be... Like, what is a comedian's job? To make people laugh. Do comedians have the social responsibility? Only as so far as is reasonable under our current systems without harming people's individual human rights. So don't be a bigot. And if you're like a capitalist or whatever the fuck, and if you're like a little misogynoir and there's like, there's like a little massage. Or if you're like, um, oligarchical and like, there's just this one comedian who's just really sticking into your side (laughs) and you're like, poison him a little bit. And you're like, fuck, why do my tanks keep disappearing? Like fucking tractors. (laughs) You're like, I might poison his wife or some shit. And then you're like, I guess we should go into peace talks. You know, maybe just opening up a dialogue (laughs) with comedians. I think that's, 
Oh, this is, wait, this hold on. I might, I might be getting into in something in, oh, in depth here. here. I think part Once. of part of this divide is that comedians feel like they need to to identify with their audience, and the celebrities they offend are disconnected from their audience. So maybe you know the comedians need to take the time to both identify with the people they're making fun of. And it's the responsibility of the comedian to be a translator, really. Like, I'm not trying to make a joke. It's, and it's, it's, this is kind of the hardest part is they have to be the ones who can relate to the common people while disseminating the information of the delusioned upper class. But they are, they're, but, the people like that how we're talking you, about are also the delusion upper class. Exactly. So how do you how do you keep that balance? How do you stay grounded while attaining uh, I, I got access? You. I got you. It's all about creating an environment socially. Period. Where we kind of understand that like uh, respecting people's human rights is not some weird wild thing that we shouldn't do. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I can't I can't get more than uh I'm sorry. I'd say probably like I can't get more than $500,000 and then I just don't understand human rights anymore. <laughs> it kind of feels like that. Once I have more than $500,000 just sitting in savings, Basic human rights, just are like, I'm sorry, who are you? No, I, I, it's not. It's kind of not a joke. Wait, I think what's health insurance? <laughs> it kind of reflects on kind of like what's just happening because I think that like, um, you know, com- comedy was kind of like punk rock, right? It's like, yeah, like you go and you're like underground and shit, and you're like, yeah, I'm telling jokes and they're edgy, and I'm kind of pushing, pushing the boundaries. Yeah, and politically and socially, we've gotten to a point where like people think that. Going to people with the fucking hard ER is like the boundary. You're it's like, like no. Fucking death to the queen. Like, fucking, you know, I saw some clip on fucking TikTok of a comedian. He was like, yeah, I'm, I, this is a woman. I, I, I dated a woman on, on uh, Tinder. And somebody in the audience said, ooh, or some shit. He was like, what? They couldn't be. No, oh, the person was, the woman was like, ha, thank God. He goes, what? Because there's a woman. He's like, yeah, I thought you were gay. He's like, what? It could be man. I could fucking. Fuck a man. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, literally, there's nothing extra funny about making fun of my people's fucking things. Everyone knows that black women are sensitive about their fucking hair, bro. Yeah. Does anybody not know that? We're removing all context from the situation. Everyone knows that black women have a thing about their fucking hair. Okay? And there's reasons for that. Because when I had locks, I had white people all touching on my fucking hair and shit without asking. It's it, it's not because of nothing. Okay? Hold on. Can I make a PSA to all straight white people? I love Real this. <clears throat> well, hold on. Stay tuned for a PSA from Was That in Good Taste. Yo, what's up, straight white people? I'm coming at you live. This is Chandler, and I'm going to tell you real quick, just keep in mind... 
uh, women of color, especially black women of color, are sensitive about their hair. And, you know, people of color in general just don't want to answer questions that you have about race and ethnicity. You know, that's what Google's for, right? So, uh, holler back. <laughs> Is that a good PSA? No, I love that. There's actually, uh, there's, um... Is it weird that I said uh, black women of color? Like, is that is I, that, too, I, that was a little like, weird, but I felt I felt it. Okay, I'm just um, there's this, uh, again. We're like six <laughs> six shots deep more, more, and like several gin and tonics. I think it's yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I follow Carmen Lapita, who are like conjoined twins, and Carmen is a funny. Oh, you should yeah. And Carmen's Carmen fucking Carmen hilarious. was posting, and she was like, somebody asked a question. I was like, oh, you know, with respect. She was like. I'm just a little curious. She was like, fuck your curiosity. She was like, literally, you can go on the fucking internet and you can find out whatever the fuck you want. Hell, you want better answers? Google Scholar, motherfucker. Yeah. Look up an academic essay. And so, like, I I, I look at all these things and it's like, people can just look things up, but people are not perfect. But also, people don't know how to ask the right questions sometimes. What are... Are, if a comedian hurts someone's feeling, is it their responsibility to not do that? If a comedian hurts someone's feelings. They're doing their job. Fuck you! No, no, no. No, I'd say there's a continuum. There's a, there's an actual mathematic equation. I can't come up with it right now. <laughs> But I feel like it's the responsibility of every comedian to come up with their own mathematic equation of the proportion of funny to offensive. And that's kind of what makes a comedian unique is how they can reconcile those proportions and uh, that... The fact that Chris Rock just kind of took like an arbitrary jab, whether or not he it was written or he just kind of took it, mm-hmm. it wasn't a great joke. It wasn't necessary. Which is my whole argument is that if it was, if I would, if I thought the joke was funny, I think Jada might have laughed. I think yeah. well, if if it was a funny fucking joke. If it was a relevant fucking joke. Because don't forget, fucking G.I. Jane, bro. And also... 2009? And then don't forget, more than fucking... That shit was like fucking 98, bro. fucking bad. And then on top of that, the whole place went fucking silent. It was so unfunny that he even went, oh, yeah, you know, that's funny. That was a good one. Because the audience there didn't think it was funny. Yeah. And again, removing all context, at but a it, minimum, your job as a comedian mm-hmm. is to make the people laugh. But, but again, but again, the fact that the the audience didn't laugh is enough of a slap to the face. I I mean, yeah, don't. I need to make this very clear. Don't put your hands on nobody. Don't fucking put your hands on a comedian while they're presenting. I mean. At all, even if they're not presenting, don't go to the back. Literally, for for fuck that. Don't stand up. Don't say anything. You're paid to listen, uh-huh. okay? If they don't ask you a question, uh-huh. and I don't mean a rhetorical question, uh-huh. like "Hey there, guys. Oh, isn't this funny?" No, no, they don't want to hear you. Hey, how are we doing tonight? Oh, I don't know. I just 
broke up with my wife. <laughs> no, they, nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares. Unless they say, hey, buddy, what brings you to Ohio? You know. And uh, by the way, if they get up on stage and they start saying some wild, bigoted shit, do me a favor and fucking, like, talk about it and make sure you communicate to other people about that. Because, you know, that's not good. But... They also are people and don't deserve hands laid on them. Let them talk their shit, say the worst the shit they're going to say, and then you can go afterwards and talk all of the shit you want to about their shit. But now here's the thing. Huh? Why is it black people's business? Because I'll tell you, I know why yep, it's black no, people's business. I know why it's Again, black people's business. All right, yeah. Nah, because it's, it's complex. Now, I, I, you know, it's black people's business because mm-hmm. it's... The, not what happened, but the rhetoric around it. Yeah. Is like, I've seen some racist shit. It's all not intentional, but it's a little racist. Like, I knew some racist shit was going to come from it, though. Of course. And then, of course, people, have, there's a busy conversation. The people that I work with, people that I know, it's all like, hey, um, I can't believe he did that. Not because, not only because he soiled the, the, the legacy of him finally winning. An, uh, an Academy Award, which I think he does deserve to win, um, but because now white people are going to look at this person, and Andrew Schultz and his fucking shitty ass fucking joke was made a comment about Chris Rock not really making a hit that appeals to white people, and that's kind of the truth though. Will Smith is not just uh, a person of color; he's not just a black man. He's not just palatable. He's not just uh, a big movie star. He's a person who is accepted by uh, white America. Wait, can I say something? That's like... uh. Will Smith. Peter, fuck. Let him talk. Let him talk. Just in the background while you're talking. Will Smith (laughs) is the Bill Cosby for Gen X. Motherfuckers, they were talking about this shit at work. Oh, they became. Oh my. Did God. I say? Did I say the thing? Oh no. They were talking about this at work. Oh no. Because no, I think, are you black on the low? They were talking about this shit, and this they were like, oh my god. No. Oh no. They, everybody, everybody that I know thinks that like this is it for Will Smith, right? Because white Hollywood is going to decide. Oh no, this, this is, is this isn't. It, but it can be. But it's not going. No, you sure? You see what the Academy said? What did the Oh, they, they 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 did a thing. They might find him, expel him, or whatever the fuck, which doesn't seem like anything. But inf- but actually, it's like a whole thing. It 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 matters to them, and they're like, yeah, wow. right. And everybody I know was like, you know, they only do like it's it's all black exceptionalism stuff. It's like, yeah, I can't believe he did that. No, but because it, it is... makes us look bad. I, <clears throat> but like black people aren't a monolith. But also, but like on a public broadcast, it you are like you're not. A we mon- shouldn't be, but you shouldn't be. But but you, but we are. <laughs> and then you have literally oh, the Americana black people striking each other and becoming this this fucking. And it's entertaining, I guess. Because honestly, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of funny to me. Why is it funny to me? It's funny to me 
Because these people know each other. I don't know what the fuck is going on with them. No, I think it's fucking funny. Because drama's fucking funny. That shit was absurd. It's and like wild. watching, uh, you know, when Kevin Hart did uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a fucking great show. This is that. The, the yeah. exact same reason why this is hilarious is why that parody show is also, fucking hilarious. Nobody, nobody got hurt. Well, yeah. Like, oh, oh boy, Chris Rock. I mean, I'm not trying to say it's good. Like, don't put your hands on anybody. Seriously, like, don't he fucking kept do it. After. It wasn't like he was like, oh, <laughs> he was I'm gonna body, He was going to body him, too. Because he was, he said, he said, I could. And then he listened to oh, yeah. in the ear. He was uh-huh. like, he was like, he said, I could. Okay. And then he just like started continuing because he was going to fucking. He was about to go off. He was about to. Because Will Smith could be his ass. But, I believe that. But verbally. No, Chris no, Rock tear his ass up. So, all right. <laughs> so the first hot take I had about this was like, how fucking dare Will Smith like get up in the middle of a performance, like that? That, like, I get that the joke itself was in bad taste, but like, it's a breach of contract. The next take I had a couple days after it was like, yo, Chris Rock. Should have said more shit. Like, as a comedian, as a but comedian. But then he's going to lose the world. He might lose the royalties from Madagascar. Nah, he ain't going to lose you know. the world. No, but as a comedian, your job is to fucking talk shit. Not on that stage. Not on that stage. Your Not on that stage. No. To, to, to be, um, what do you call it? To be, to, to appeal to, to, I'm not going to say only white audiences. No. But, you're not making it unless you're appealing to white audiences. I'm saying, uh, you think that white America doesn't on. fucking love Chris Rock? Hold on. I'm gonna leave it on. If it were me. <laughs> if it were me, um, I would have talked more shit. I would have talked way more shit. Cause like. All right, I play baseball. I hit a batter every now and then as a pitcher. That cabron. Every now and then, it. Hey, sometimes you need to walk a batter. Sometimes the ball gets out of your hands. Either way, you need to square up. You need to be ready for the charge. And if I were Chris, and that shit would have happened, I would have taken the ass beating, but. Fucking talking shit goes. What would you have said? Ooh. Give me a joke. Well, I woulda. I woulda. No. No, I'm not Chris. See, Chris <laughs> woulda had some fucking dirt. This nigga right here, this nigga did not put his hands on me. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you know he's he started with, I could have said, and... Mm, it's like when you know you roast someone like medium rare and you're like and they get mad and you're like, bitch, that's nowhere close to well done. That is nowhere close to burnt. I have one thing for you. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's something that we really haven't uh really touched on. Um which is a nigga moment. Oh, shit. 
Because, of course. Wait, no, but that's that's the whole. We we have touched on it, but we never labeled it that, or not never, but like it's taken up until now to label it that because that's what we were talking about with like, how will the academy perceive this? How does this reflect the Oscars as an academic, academia, philanthropic, fucking tug your balls kind of award show? I wonder if this is the. This is from the Boondocks. From I think it's the first season. Yeah. Where they watch where you walking, nigga. Hey, what you say, nigga? Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. Webster defines the nigga moment as a moment when ignorance overwhelms the mind of an otherwise logical Negro man. Mm. What did you say, bitch, nigga? I'm bringing you into this white man. Causing him to act in an illogical, self-destructive manner, i.e., like a nigga. Hey, you right, dog. Look, let's put the guns away and go on about our best. But they all end up bad. If they had their own category, nigga moments would be the third leading killer of black men behind pork chops and femur. It's a fact. Now let's see how a nigga. Oh, nah, that's... Fema. Fema, no. <laughs> oh, that's how you know that show is old because they was talking about they was throwing Katrina shit. Over <laughs> Katrina. Don't forget the episode where the fucking relatives they never knew came oh, from fucking fuck. New Orleans oh, and fucking fuck. was freeloaded. But yeah, like I know it's like a joke, but that's how people were gonna perceive it. It's like ah, yeah, of course, because you you can't fucking express yourself like that you can't do that you can't have a human moment even if you're being as earnest and fucking charitable to Will Smith as possible you're not allowed to do that and look the way he does on -hmm. that stage Mm -hmm. and then win the fucking best actor award that's it I'm done that's all you got on the topic that's it I think I think that comedians have a responsibility to not be just complete utter pieces of shit but that's that's not perfect so you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to make mistakes. But you're going, you can't be an asshole. And you're allowed to receive criticism after the after the performance. You can get hecklers. Unless. Wait. Hmm? What's your exception? There are some wild moments, but no reasonable person will get on stage and be like that. But it does happen. It has to <sighs> You know what I'm you know what I'm talking people getting on stage and there was definitely limits. You're getting on stage, and you're like, ah, oh, all these niggas here. Oh, and I've I've been to open mics in Las Vegas. Some uh, some things I've heard shit. If somebody if somebody gets up, if you if you go up there, you're just like this, and you just start. Uh, I can say it, but I don't want to say it because you know algorithm and they hear the audio, whatever the fuck. Say but your shit, sway. I'm not allowed to on anchor to to go that hard, but. If you going up there and you're just telling somebody, you're like, yeah, nigga. I didn't say it, but then they're not going to say it like that. You, you might get punched in the face. There are definitely boundaries, but the ceiling is so high. There's, again, there's a difference between a ticketed sales performance that you bought a ticket to and it's there's an insular community 
the Oscars themselves are an insular community. It's there's a difference between like if you hear someone on a soapbox or if you go to an open mic and you hear someone saying some bigoted shit and you're like, okay, someone needs to shut this motherfucker up. But We're just even, they're not gonna hit him. But you're still not gonna storm the stage during the show. If it's bigoted enough. If it's bigoted enough. Maybe after. After. It- <laughs> Like if it's bigger than if fucking it's thank you. Okay. If it's you will get them afterwards. Like <laughs> they have to walk the same fucking way from the stage that they walked onto the stage. You can talk to them after. <laughs> like that's definitely I think you know, I didn't Yeah, there's like there's actually no reason to get up on stage and be somebody's ass. Yep. If you really need, if you if you had to beat somebody's ass, if you fucking had to, if if literally you fucking needed to, literally after. you are a time traveler going back to kill Hitler during his fucking invoke speech and fucking you said that too good. Yeah, it's the only propaganda poster I remember from my history class. Um, you. F- even then, you wait for him to get done with the speech, and then you cap his ass. Then you fucking Project Valkyrie, hit fucking Operation Kino, uh, fucking Inglorious Bastards, this bitch. But yeah, let him say his shit first. Right? Uh, yeah, of course. Because what if, I'm not trying to say it's true, but what if. What if at the very what end, if, what if they're just like, psych, and you're like, oh, they're like, and that's what a fucking asshole would say. And you're <laughs> like, oh, you're right. You got me. You fucking got me. That's it. We got, we got to wrap this up. We, uh, yeah, I, got, I, I need to pee. go to sleep. I gotta pee. Oh, you gotta pee again? All right, here we go. This is a, this is a new thing. So Chandler, how you doing? So we're wrapping it up, of course. What is this button? I don't remember. Okay. Oh. Oh fuck. Um. Uh, Sunset Brothers. Maybe I think this is who this is. I, I'm gonna put the fucking link in the. Who are the ones who did the? Uh, you ain't never had a. Friend oh, life. yeah, no, that was some random fucking person. Oh, random. yeah, don't even fucking get me started. This fucking <laughs> TikTok is wild with the Will Smith memes. You are wildin' with the Will Smith memes. You know what else is wildin'? Huh. Leave your fucking wait, Will Smith meme in the comment section on iTunes or whatever. If you like Will Smith memes, like it and comment and subscribe. <laughs> if you like a Will Smith meme, I'm going to post some on Facebook.com forward slash was that in good taste. Chandler, where did you do you have social medias or something? I got a social media. It's called um on Instagram. You can find me at C Green. That's C E E, like as if you're spelling CeeLo Green, the R and B hip hop artist from uh fuck, what's the What's the group that like Outcast and um, Charles Barkley came from? Oh, uh, you tell me, black from man. New Orleans. Like I, anyway, it's C Flom Green. You know, C E F L O A M. Like Flom. Like it's Flom. 
is it the uh oh it's uh dungeon fuck yeah 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 okay okay this okay dungeon okay family. okay okay yeah fuck oh wait no i got it right so it's like CeeLo green from dungeon family and Narls barkley and the assorted Oh shit! Janelle Monae was in Dungeon Family. What? Oh my god! And you can find me, of course, on Twitter at, at What Funny Friend, or you can find everything that we do on Facebook.com for slash Words That In Good Taste, or at wherever you listen to podcasts like Anchor.fm for slash Words That In Good Taste. And you can always give us direct feedback at what was it again? Was it in good taste at gmail.com? Oh, I got an email. I got to find that shit. That shit. I put Ooh. that shit in spam. That shit was not good. Wait, somebody you know, said some shit. Did you know Future was in Dungeon Family too? Or was signed to Dungeon Family? I did not. I mean, so was Killer Mike. Kill, Killer Mike. I don't know why I always put an A at the end. I like Killer Mike a lot. He's, I'm a he's, big fan. He's a real fucking G. Um, I, I would support him. If he were the leader of a uh, uh, a political action committee, I'm poli- I'm gonna political action these nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna super political action these nuts. That way, I can get CEOs on board, corporate um, and sponsors. Bitch, you got anything else to say before I go to sleep? Um, I love you, sweet dreams. Don't spill the tonic. I still one. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> Where the fuck you going? You're not peeing. Where the fuck you think this I is? I got a piece so much. It's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. It was not a nice one. Okay. It wasn't that funny. Um, uh, drinking isn't required. It is recommended. Uh, darb, darb, darb. Uh, all that go to bathroom peace I love you